0: Welcome to Healthy Habits Happy Moms Radio, where we are all about helping you find balance in food, fitness, and family 365 days a year with your hosts, Jennifer Campbell, Lauren Koski, and Annie Breeze. Welcome back to another episode of Healthy Habits Happy Moms Radio. Um, before we get going on this topic, I think it's a great topic for today, Jen. Tell me what you did this weekend.
1: Sure. Um, hey, everybody. This past weekend, um, well, usually my weekends are a bit uneventful, but this past weekend, I was at uh, Anthony Lowe's course, uh, the female athlete, and um, that was hosted here in Vancouver um, at CrossFit West 10, and um, it was just a two-day, really comprehensive course on um training female athletes, core, pelvic floor, prenatal, postpartum considerations. And it was awesome, interesting. He is an amazing physio. If there's any uh, trainers or physiotherapists that follow us that are listening, I highly recommend his courses. He just will blow your mind and expose all your biases. And yeah, it's, it was amazing.
0: I'm super envious. You posted some pictures on um uh... Insta stories. Yeah, on I, I hope you on can get IG. to
1: one someday. And, I would love like, to. I would
0: he's love just to.
1: So brilliant. I truly think that he is one of the smartest women's health physiotherapists in the world. And on the our, on day two, he had Diane Lee come in. Um and she is like one of the um biggest diastasis recti uh researchers, clinicians in the world, educators. So she came in with her ultrasound machine and um, they actually used me as a demo and they, um, you know, I've had three babies um, and I have a functional diastasis and they ultrasounded my abdominal wall and um, showed everybody um, kind of what's going on with my abdominal wall, my diastasis, and how when I use different strategies, there is a different outcome in my um, core. And yeah, it was really really that's, interesting. That's super fascinating. That'd yeah. Cool. I was felt like I was in the company of giants. It was just so <laughs> cool. I was like, this is the best day of my yeah, life. Yeah.
0: Totally. Totally. I'm yeah. I hope I can get to something that he puts on soon. Maybe in Australia. Yes, <laughs> that was that was bonus good. When we go. <laughs> yeah. And Lauren, you just got back from a doctor's appointment because you're cooking
2: a a baby,
0: a baby. how many, how,
2: how many weeks are you? Uh, right now, as of this recording, I'm 34 and a half.
0: 34 and a half. Awesome. And yes. if you follow Lauren on IG too, I, your stories are really funny, but you are it sounds like you're kind of getting uncomfortable. You're getting to that point.
2: Yeah, I'm over it. I feel like I've been pregnant for 10 years and yeah, I'm ready to be done. But um, I had an ultrasound today, baby's head down, and so... We're all good to go because my last appointment, they thought he was head up, but he's not now. Good. Good baby.
0: Yeah. Okay. So today's topic, um, you know, whether you're, whether you're new to healthy habits, happy moms or not, we have a free Facebook group of nearly 30,000 women that spans the globe, mostly moms, some non-moms, some grandmas variety of ages, variety of backgrounds, variety of family size, and a common experience that they seem to share and that we've shared is receiving comments about our bodies, making comments about other people's bodies, what to do about it, how to handle it, Um, and it seems to be something that women really struggle with, especially in the moment. So we want to discuss some of our experiences, some tools to put in your back pocket, for how to maybe approach it if it happens again, because let's be honest, women's bodies just seem to be free game for discussion. Um, you two have had comments made about your bodies, right?
1: Yeah. 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 I, I, I think almost all women have, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. And it really doesn't matter, uh, what size or shape you are. I talked to some women in our community and our, our moderator community, and, um, we have a pretty variety, a pretty big variety of sizes in our community. And, um, they all had similar things to say. So, um, you know, of course we can make comments, shamey or not about ourselves to ourselves. You know, we can talk about ourselves to other people. We can talk to ourselves in the mirror. Um, we can body shame others without them even knowing about it, which I think is something we see common, Um, and I know, Jen, you want to talk about that a little bit later, but it's something I've engaged in, unfortunately, when I was kind of early on my journey, um, talking about others, you know, things like, what is she wearing? What does she think she's wearing? She shouldn't wear that. Um, So-and-so's put on weight or so-and-so's lost weight is something we hear often, and sometimes it can be, like, really um, obvious and specific, like, I don't know if you remember that model, um, I think she was a model that was in a gym locker room and she posted a photo of another woman. I
1: think yeah. she's like a Playboy bunny. Right. Um, yeah. And she Snapchatted.
0: Yeah. Like sometimes it's really obvious like that and it's like clearly that's not okay. But sometimes it's a little bit more subtle and generalized. Like I just got a uh, a flyer in the mail from a local gym chain and it was talking about how you should come work out with them because you don't want your arm to keep waving after you've stopped waving. And it's like, oh, like that's just yucky, you know?
1: Yeah. What a s- silly thing to say. I
0: know. Right. I mean, it's just anyways. Yeah. Um, but what we want to talk about today is when you have you when you receive a comment about your body again, me or not, and it's directed towards you and it happens in front of you. Because, again, I think a lot of women have some ideas of how they'd like to respond, but they're either shocked or thrown off or they're just a little caught off guard and they don't know how to handle it. In and
1: processing these feelings of shame, like they're just right. Such a rush. And you're just.
0: Yeah. In the moment. So these are things like, um, again, I asked our community. These are real life examples of things that have been said to women in our community. So one example was you were you would be so beautiful if you would just lose weight which is like, you know, how do you respond to that? Um, Another woman said that her manager at the gym told her that her figure was not aspirational. She was a fitness instructor, that her figure was not aspirational. Um, Another woman said after she had just had a baby, she made a comment about her baby being chubby. And a man said, yep, just like her mom. Um, Another one of our moderators said that she gets called skinny, B-I-T-C-H, often. Uh, Personally, I know I've had... uh, men comment that my figure is not sexy. I'm, you know, whatever, it's fine. Um, What about you? Have you had, you've been on the receiving end, yes? Anything to say?
1: Um, Well, I've been on the receiving end of body comments, whether positive or negative, and um, I'm thinner. So there is, you know, thin shaming happens, um, but also lots of thin women are recipients of compliments um, over their figures, whether they, uh, they um, became that body size healthfully or not, um, which reaffirms whatever behavior you're pursuing is the right one, even if it's starvation, <laughs> like in my case. Um, yeah. And I guess comments that I've heard um, around me, Um, and then I have applied, then I, you know, I know my, but I know that's, you know, I know my body reflects those comments have made me feel very ashamed. For example, one time I was visiting a friend, um, she had just had a, a C-section and, um, I asked her, um, how her scar was. And from, from my perspective and what I do, I ask how women's scars are doing in a, you know, sort of a medical, physical sense. Like, how is that scar healing? You know, and I think she thought, I was asking, how's the appearance of the scar? And she said, oh, it's fine. It's low enough that nobody will ever see it. It'll be below my bikini line. I am just so glad I didn't get any stretch marks. That was the one thing I was worried about. Meanwhile, I'm over here, tummy full of stretch marks, and I just flushed with shame, you know? So, and those things, those things happen
0: all the time. Mm -hmm. They do. They really do. And the intent behind them isn't always to be hurtful or to be malicious. Um, Sometimes it's just not knowing. Um, But I think that, um, again, having some tools in your back pocket of ways to respond can really make this what otherwise might be kind of a really yucky situation turn to be really a great opportunity to set some boundaries and really empowering for both parties and a chance to kind of like grow and move on from just talking about bodies. We have other things that we can talk about. So, um, the first thing, so let's, you know, let's kind of, I want to, I do want to say that Jen, Lauren and myself say all this with No judgment. We've made comments about other women's bodies in the past. Um, You know, it's something we've grown and learned from. So um, we want to have kind of an open, honest dialogue about it. But uh, the first thing I think to remember if someone makes a comment about your body is that in most cases, what my mom always said is what Susie says about Sally says more about Susie than Sally. Right. So we've talked a lot about how when people make comments about your body, that they're often talking a mirror in a mirror. They're reflecting how they feel about themselves or the values that they hold, not necessarily maybe how they feel about you. Um, and Jen, I know you have some thoughts about kind of reacting um, with hostility, which is I, which is totally understandable. Someone says something, you're hurt, you're shocked, you're sad. you want to just bring out the claws and like go yeah, at them right I mean, you're totally. you're pissed
1: it's a knee-jerk reaction to react defensively and I think we we do live in a reactive society with you know social media and we see a lot of people getting out the pitchforks and um but I um I once had a woman you know I commented on her body and I shouldn't have and but it was not I did not have a malicious intent behind it at all but I made a mistake And she reacted so viciously back to me. It was, it was, I was just, I was horrified. Like I like went to my car and cried and it really divided us as women instead of, and I, I tried to make it a point for us to connect as in like, you know, and I tried to apologize and say, um, I tried to you know, kind of connect with her over it and, and say, you know, that's happened to me before. And I can't believe I just made that mistake. And, um, and she just wasn't having it and like it was one of the worst moments of my life and i am not kidding it was and 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 you know and what we work towards in healthy habits happy moms is um bringing women together not dividing mm-hmm. them and that whole situation just it divided me and that woman i feel forever she will i felt like she will never forgive me And she will hate me the rest of her life. And I probably still come up in conversation with her friends. As I see, you know, also happens in Healthy Habits, having moms, people complain about this person or that person. Um, And it, and, and yeah, that whole, that just, as a people pleaser, that just horrifies me to the depth of my soul. So, um, so yeah, I guess reflecting upon that experience, I, I, feel strongly that we need to provide women with better tools of how to react um, in those situations. And on the subject of um, people are usually talking into a mirror, the stronger a reaction um, to comments, I feel could be correlated with um, the amount of shame you carry over your body. The goal for me, you know, we talk a lot about body neutrality in Healthy House, Happy Moms. And um and that's something you continually might be working at. Um it's something I've really worked at in the last 4 years and I can confidently say that if somebody made a comment about my body, um I've worked enough on this mindset and I've um thought I've been, you know, I've thought a lot about this subject that I can confidently say I would not react um you know, you know, such a strong defensive way. In return, I, I have worked on loving my body. I've worked on being neutral about my body. I understand that what that person is saying to me says more about them than me. Um, I also understand that defensive reactions don't further our cause. Um, and you know, there's a time and a place for educating people and. Um, There's a time and a place for walking away, too, I think. Absolutely. Um, Depends on the situation.
0: Well, and I think part of um, kind of not placing so much emphasis on validation and affirmation from others, the flip side of that for me has also been to place not as much emphasis on the compliments they give either, and really just right. looking to validate myself because it seems, for right. me at least, it seems if I value the compliments, then I also kind of have to value me- value the criticism. It's hard to take one without the other. Either you value what they think or you don't, whether it's good or bad. So yeah. really saying I'm going to just focus on my self-worth, validating myself, Um, pleasing myself, not trying to please others means that I don't live and die by the compliments or the criticism. Yeah.
1: And I think, you know, I, 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 like to think that, um, you know, I try to have this personal philosophy of not commenting on other people's bodies. However, I think it's unrealistic to say all that needs to stop, um, or that should stop or it will stop. Because I don't think it will. We are visual people. We do. I mean, you walk into a room and you notice people. And, you know, taking it to the next level, of then commenting on their appearance. You know, I don't think it's realistic to say that is never going to happen. I mean, I hope we can decrease it. I hope we can, you know, work about, you know, work on body shaming and body neutrality. But I'm not sure. You know, like I would say to my sister, you know, you look beautiful today. Um, I would never, you know, shame her appearance or anything, but you know, I, I've, I've kind of evolved on this subject where my pendulum swung as it always does. And I, you know, I used to be unaware and I used to just comment on anyone's, everyone's bodies that was socially acceptable. And that's what I did, including my internal commentary of my own body. My pendulum swung way out to nobody should ever talk about anyone else's you know or their own appearance bodies etc etc and um now my pendulum's kind of swung back to center where like you know balance moderation what you know being like what's there's many shades of gray in the middle there like what's appropriate in the situation how do you know that person you know there's so many different situations how can we say how can we you know we can't just live in the black or white Right. Zone.
0: Actually, it's funny that you bring that up because, um, one of our community members, Melissa actually asked that she was pretty much saying more or less, like, is it ever okay to comment on people's bodies? Um, and you kind of just said that, you know, like I, I used to think the same thing too. Like we're, I'm just not going to talk about bodies. I'm, I'm sick of talking about bodies. And, um, but at the same time, you know, uh, compliments can be nice. Compliments can be appropriate. Um, I do Hi, too. I do too. I, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I posted a photo on Facebook the other day and kind of my arms were up <laughs> and I've been like looking on my pull-ups lately and a couple of people commented on my guns and they like, and I'm like, those pull-ups are paying off. And I'm, I was, you know, pretty pleased <laughs> to hear those compliments.
0: Yeah. So, um, I don't know. She, so she pretty much said, you know, when is it okay? When is it not okay? And I think my my answer is that it's just, it's kind of very situational. Um, you know, as far as com- complimenting someone on weight loss efforts or fat loss efforts, it's very kind of messy. And um, I don't know, but I think if you know the person, if you know that that's a goal that they've been working really hard towards.
1: Right. And healthfully, you know, I would never, so the whole issue with commenting on weight loss, um, for me is that if it's on social media or if it's somebody you don't really know, you don't know why their body composition is changing. They could be sick or they could be pursuing really unhealthy habits. Like, you know, whether it's, you know, food, whatever food restrictions or, or just flat out starvation or purging, um, you know, we don't know. And in addition to that, you know, everything has, you know, everything has a consequence and there's people around us that hear us commenting, you know, whether it's our children or whatever. And, you know, then our children are learning that, oh, weight loss is good. This is, you know, this person is getting validation and, you know, yeah. So you just, you're right. It is situational and, um, I feel like common sense comes into play here.
2: I I think sometimes people don't they just do it without thinking because it's a cultural norm and like I remember when I was at my disordered eating days I used to get compliments all the time and I remember pe- someone once said to me, you know, you're the only person I've ever met who worked in a restaurant and lost weight. And like I got praised on that. And I also remember Um, when, when I did rebound and, um, I ended up gaining a lot of weight, someone said to me after I kind of stabilized and I lost some of that again, someone said to me, wow, you know, I'm really glad you lost that weight because you do not look good heavy.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: And I'll always remember that. And it just like it, I feel like it perpetuates the fat phobia So I think commenting on weight loss is one of the trickiest things. Like, I don't have the answer, but...
1: Right. I know what we say. So in Balance 365, um, our program, um, you know, several, if not most women in there have um, weight loss as a goal that they would like to see as a, you know, byproduct of um, doing our program and making, you know, healthy changes to their lifestyle. Um, and when they post that they have been successful, I guess, are we calling it success
0: <laughs> towards their, with, towards, with yeah, reaching to their, their yes. goals.
1: um, a really common, um, response that you guys might've seen me say is I'm happy that you're happy. Um, rather than saying, wow, this is the best thing ever. This is the, you know, this, because I don't think weight loss is the ultimate goal of life um you know we know that the ultimate goal for the women that work with us is health and happiness in a holistic sense and when when fat loss comes as a byproduct of that um and i'm i'm happy they're happy it's not about the fat loss it's about how they feel
0: yeah and as women of childbearing age it's very likely that many of these women could gain Regain some weight due to pregnancy, due to life circumstances, whatever. And, you know, I know, uh, we've had a variety of women talk about the kind of side eyes they get when they gain the weight back or when they've gained weight in the past. And when you praise, 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 praise weight loss, and then you go silent, people go silent when you gain weight. It's just like, it's just kind of uncomfortable. Um so yeah, oh, yeah putting the yeah. putting the shift on how they feel, their happiness, their health is what we would so on the uh same lines of comment about weight, people comment all the time about either our weights or um other people's weights at other parties or or gatherings or whatnot, and we have some kind of Ways to respond that we've come up with, and here's the kicker, though. Um, Lauren, Jen, and I, I think, have three really different personalities, and the way the three of us would respond to "Have you gained weight?" or "Have you lost weight?" or are very are very different. And I think, regardless of how you respond, I think it's really important that you find something that you're comfortable with, because. Um, my, my, my inclination would be to respond with something just to change the topic or to be something jokey or make fun of light of the situation or make a joke around it. Um, whereas your responses would be, I don't know, Lauren, you seem to be a little bit more direct or Jen, you seem to be a little bit more direct than maybe I would be.
1: Well, I would say, um, I have a hard time with confrontation and almost anything can feel confrontational for me. So I would be more likely to. Yeah. Also maybe redirect or sort of just respond neutrally. Like, I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll get into those for sure. But just, I would like to subtly, I guess my, you know, feeling is that I would want to subtly let that person know in a non-awkward way that I am not interested in having this conversation.
0: Right. Because, um, it really is about setting boundaries for a lot of women. And that can feel really uncomfortable to say, look, I don't want to talk about this. Absolutely. Um, or I don't want to talk about this with you. And, um, I don't, but some, somehow saying that is a matter of kind of finding your own voice in some of these, making them work for right. you.
1: And one thing I think a lot of women struggle with is as well is that, um, they will go to great lengths in their own discomfort in order to not make others around uh, them uncomfortable. Yeah. So that's a, <laughs> that's a tricky one to have to navigate and something I'm continually working on with my people-pleasing um, <laughs> problems. But um, boundaries actually feel so good. And Brene Brown um, has this amazing quote that really speaks to me. And it um, is um, choose discomfort Mm -hmm. over resentment. Yeah. Because being uncomfortable will pass, but resentment will build inside of you. It doesn't just pass.
2: I also think it's helpful to think about this ahead of time because I know when I get caught off guard in the moment, like it's hard to think of the right thing that you want to say. And so having these responses handy i think for me at yeah. least is really We helpful. actually
0: we actually put this all into a pdf that we should we should make avali- available for re-downloading but we put it out right before the holiday season because it seemed like you know people are getting together for family gatherings and the topics of food like what you're eating how much you're eating if you're going back for seconds have you gained weight have you lost weight like it just i don't know like my family seems to talk about that stuff a lot like even
1: I know that Mine my does too. Um, yeah, we have that going on in my family too. And I think we saw we saw kind of some anxiety going on in our community with women yeah. talking about Christmas is coming. They're going to be around family. They're just dreading the body, you know, the body comments. Talking about other people's bodies, people talking about their own bodies. And in addition to body talk, there's also often a lot of diet mm-hmm. talk around the holiday season. So we we had also you know we saw. A lot of, um, people asking us like how to respond to, um, those who are talking about their diets.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the first one, um, have you gained weight or has Susan gained weight? So Susan is just, you know, random, random woman at the party or whatever. So it's, it's, you know, someone's talking about your girlfriend. Our response, our first response is my weight is not up for public discussion, which for me is like,
2: Ooh, I don't know if I can say that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i can see lauren saying totally <laughs> totally i would be like
0: i would have to run and hide after i said that. that's that's really bold for me <laughs>
2: lauren what would you say it <laughs> no i think you guys give me too much credit for confrontation i hate confrontation with you guys it's different you know what i mean than someone like yeah I don't um know. It is bold, but it, you know what? It, it doesn't maybe set
0: well with the three of us and our voice and our personalities, but maybe it would for someone else, which is totally great. Um, okay. Option number two. Thank you for your concern. My doctor says I'm healthy, so nothing to worry about. And just as important, I'm happy with my body right now, which I really like.
1: I like that one. I mean, the, the, the comment to say um, I'm healthy Etc., that's also none of anyone's business. Like I would never, I would say, um I mean, thanks for your concern. This is not up for yeah.
0: Discussion. Um kind of along the same lines. I appreciate your concern, but I'm quite aware of my body composition. Which I think if you responded like that, that would probably, you know, like it's very clear. Like, I'm not interested in discussing this with you. I could
1: see myself after a couple glasses of wine. Being like, <laughs> What? Did you just ask yeah. me that? And laughing. And Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I Oh yeah. Humor is a great way to um communicate messages to people. Mm-hmm. It really is. In a in a non judgmental, non confrontational way.
0: Right, because as we said kinda at the beginning, I know I've made comments like this, which makes me cringe now, of course, but I didn't know any better. I just didn't. I was just, you know, following conversations that I had heard before, like it was just maybe, you know, what so-and-so had done. So I thought it was, I just, it was just the standard. And now that I'm like not interested in it anymore, um, and I'm kind of changing what I perceive as acceptable Uh, chatter about women and women's bodies or anyone's bodies, really. Um, I understand why it's really just not okay. But like you said, Jen, it's uh, reacting with hostility and um, anger, although understandable, doesn't always provide us a great opportunity to have a conversation like, look, this is why I'm not interested in discussing this
1: yeah, and I think it's important to know in whatever situation you're in or what your personal feelings are if if you want to have the conversations or if you don't, and that sort of can dictate what type of um, phrases you have ready. And I personally like having the conversation. Um, there's certain people or situations that I might find not appropriate, but um, anybody willing to have the conversation with me, you know, I mean that's our. That's Healthy Habits Happy Moms main message. So I'm happy to have the conversation and I'm happy to just um, be curious about their response. So something else I might say is, oh, like, why do you ask that? You know, and that to open a door um, and make that person feel comfortable and um, hopefully um, change their perspective and stop them from taking that action in the future.
0: That's a really good point. Do I want to have this conversation with this person or not? And that really could dictate how you respond. I think that's, that's a really good point. Cause sometimes, sometimes it's a really great opportunity and sometimes maybe it's, you know, not the right person, not the right time, whatever reason. Okay. So the next suggestions, I know these were mine. (laughs) So someone says, have you gained weight? Um, Has Susie gained weight? My response would be, how about the Cubs? How about, the, how about those cubbies? Um, I would probably just like totally change the, the topic, um, especially if it was someone, as you noted, Jen, that I wasn't interested in having a discussion with or didn't think maybe would be open or whatnot.
1: I also think that could be funny. Like, you know, they yeah. would get the message, but you're continuing a conversation with them yeah, and it could be something you both laugh about and then
0: just... Keep well, on talking. Right? I am I am funny. That's why I chose that you one. You are. Yes, you're very funny, Annie. <laughs> um along the same lines, uh do you know what time it is? And um that's rude. How are things at work? <laughs> 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 Which I also kind of like to. Again, after after a glass of wine, I could totally see myself utilizing that one. Um a more sincere honest approach might be, I know you're coming from a place of love, but your comments really are hurtful. Um, a lot of the comments that we talk about in our community actually come from people in our family. Yeah, they like do. It seems, it seems to be a lot of time it's, you know, our mothers, our fathers, our brothers, our sisters, or our grandmas, um, and their intent really isn't to be hurtful.
1: No, and you have to understand that, like, um, this whole <clears> – <throat> I don't know, philosophy, for calling it that, of not commenting on people's bodies is fairly new. And I, I definitely see it in our kind of age group generation of women, this idea spreading and understanding, you know, why we don't do that anymore. But you have to look at and realize that it's just been the norm for so long. And um, especially in an older generation, they're just not there yet. And I have heard the other. I was at baseball the other day with my kids, and um, there was one woman um, sitting beside me, um, talking to um, an older woman um, who was, you know, a grandmother at the game. And she was telling her about her trip to Hawaii and just how amazing everything was. The, you know, the place they stayed, the beaches, the food, and the grandmother says oh my goodness, did you put on any weight while you were there? I would have put on so much weight. And the other lady was kind of like, oh, um, no, I didn't. And, and, you know, and I just thought, who asks that? But then I thought, well, lots of people. And maybe in that generation, um, even it's even more prevalent. So, and I've heard my grandmothers comment on women's bodies um, you know, several times and, um, I haven't felt comfortable having the conversations, um, with my grandmothers. Um, my one grandma has, yeah, my one grandmother has dementia and I'm just, we're not going to have that conversation. And, um, and yeah, so, um, just like, I mean, within ourselves, I think showing some compassion for the fact that, um, our mindsets have changed and growth, personal growth is, um, awesome, but also a privilege in some senses. And to just sort of understand that not everyone is going to be as far along in their journey as you. And if you want to bring them along, you really need to think about how you, um, can do that and what kind of reaction you need Yes, for that situation.
0: I, I completely agree. Lauren, were you going to say something about your grandma?
2: <laughs> to put um, you on the spot, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> my, my, hi, grandma. Um, <laughs> no, just that my, one one of my grandmas um, is the same way. She comments on everybody's body. Every, she comments on my body every time she sees me. Every time. And, but it's not, it's just like, it's not a conversation I really want to have with her. Yeah. I mean, she's 85 years old. I don't. Yeah. And that's, I think I don't that's know. totally
0: cool. I think that's respecting, you know, your kind of comfort zone and your wishes just as much as maybe hers, which is important.
2: Yeah. I also think it's just like we say dieting is kind of cyclical from generation to generation. I think talking about bodies and focusing on bodies when you see people is the same. Because growing up, I mean, I heard all of that. I heard people, all they did was talk about weight gain, weight loss, that so-and-so looks good, so-and-so gained weight, and, you know, as a kid, you pick that up. Well, yeah, and
0: as I was sharing before we actually started recording, um, comments made in your kind of, like, formative years, I guess you could say, can be really impactful, and I told... Jennifer and Lauren that I was at a makeup counter getting my makeup done when I was um, younger, and the woman said to me, "You have really nice lips if only your top lip were a little bit fuller." and she then proceeded to, you know, outline my top lip with lip liner, so a little bit fuller. And <clears throat> again, you know she didn't I'm sure she she wasn't trying to be hurtful or you know, shame my lips, but that was probably 15, 20 years ago. And I remember like it was yesterday. It sticks with you. Um, and obviously I'm not, I'm not harboring, harboring any resentment or anger towards that woman, but it's just now, now I can laugh at it and be like, Oh, what a comment, you know?
1: Yeah. I think it also, I actually had a comment about my lips when I was 14. Um, I was, I used to model and I was in this agency and, um, they were taking different test shots of me in my face. And the feedback I got was, um, um, whoa, like don't smile too hard. Like you're, uh, because I have, um, pretty full lips, but when I smile, my top lip just kind of like disappears. And I was like, oh, like, you know, I didn't notice that horrible thing about me. And at 14, when you hear something like that, I mean, these are all grown men giving me this feedback, which is just a whole other subject in itself, but a whole other podcast in itself. But anyways, um, these mid thirties and forties men talking to a 14 year old that way. Anyways. So I, I, um, even though, you know, I thought I didn't think about that. It's not like I thought about it daily, but it unconsciously changed my behavior. So I stopped smiling, my natural smile. And to this day, I still find photos awkward. Like I still struggle to find my smile when a camera comes out. When I'm talking naturally with people in conversation, I'm good. Um, And that's why actually when we do photo shoots, us three... I look so much more natural when the three of us are together and just joking around for the camera. But as soon as I'm by myself and I have to um, take headshots or whatever, I'm like frozen, like thinking, just, you know, thinking about my smile. So...
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of. Why I was chuckling because I remembered our last photo shoot in Kansas City. You, um, you would take a photo, and then we would look at it, and it's like, but it doesn't look like you. And it was because you were you were trying so hard to kind yeah. of avoid that look. I think that it was just hard to just relax.
1: I think I do. I do avoid that look, and I need to work on it. Um, but yeah, I just feel really awkward when cameras come out. And the other thing that happens when you model at that young age is that you are picked apart. I mean, that's what happens. And you get all these photos back and then people look at them through this magnifier and they go through every single one. And, you know, you hear yourself get picked apart and, you know, that photo, like, it's just like, um, it was It was very damaging for my self-esteem. I think, you know, I know some women model and they find it very empowering. But for me, um, at that age and then um, in my early 20s, I did some modeling and it was extremely damaging um for my self-esteem to have my my body and my face picked apart like that at all times and only my most perfect photos chosen.
0: I get comments, especially now, um, on my body pretty frequently, uh, from men and from women. Most of the time they're meant, I think, as a compliment. Um, sometimes they're not, as I as I've noted, um, you know, I've had people say that I was I'm just blatantly on Facebook, just not sexy. Um, And I think there's, you know, like everyone's sure everyone's entitled to their opinion. No one's obligated to find me attractive or whatnot. Um, But my friend uh, Jen Sinkler uh, has this really great quote about how you can't always control what people are going to say to you, but you can control how you respond. And so choosing, for me, choosing to respond with a kind of like a hair flip and a like a, eh, oh, well, you know, like is really, really empowering to me right. because it's not, I don't write or die on those comments anymore or, or the praise.
1: Yeah. Especially on when you're on social media and you're a fitness professional. So when people find you, you know, people do, there is a pressure there as a fitness professional and people are looking at your body and um, yeah, definitely. What I love about Jen Sinkler is she sort of started the movement to own your bigness.
0: Yes. That's where she said it in one of her videos. Yep.
1: And which is like, you know, kind of coming back to all these body comments, it's like, well, if you've owned your bigness and you're good with it, then, you know, it's really like, you know, when people comment about your bigness you can say thank you hell yeah thank you yeah like um annie your legs are extremely large and strong thank you (laughs) (laughs) and when my husband met you he said to me after like those are some impressive legs she's got there and i was like yeah she knows
0: (laughs) yeah but but the but the shift in perspective um has really gone you know two decades ago, I would have been like, Oh my God, he thinks my legs are huge. I know. And what book,
1: what was your first exercise book? that you? Oh, my
0: first exercise book was called thin thighs and it was by Matt Roberts. I don't even care that I'm saying his name. Like I, I I bought it. I bought it to get thin thighs because I mean, 16 and I first bought my first diet and exercise book. I remember sitting in my parents' basement trying to get thin thighs and, um, You know, I equated my thighs to not having, my thighs were big, so I didn't have boyfriends. My thighs were big, so I couldn't fit into Abercrombie and Fitch jeans. My thighs were big, so I couldn't do X, Y, Z. There's just, I was very bound by my thighs. But so for so long, comments about my legs, I read as insults. Like they were, it was criticism, it was critique. Now comments about my legs and I'm like, thank you. Yes, they are big. Yes, they are big. And you know right, what? That yeah. feels so... That alternative, it. that solution feels so much better than trying to be pleasing to people. I posted on Instagram... Um about the difference between I am enough, question mark, and I am enough, period. And I am enough, question mark, like questioning am I enough, to me looks like people pleasing. And I'm doing things for validation. I'm doing things to make people happy. I'm doing things for compliments, for likes on social media, like my ego, as Brene Brown calls it, the hustler. Like I'm doing all these things for compliments and feedback. I am enough, period, looks like me validating myself, feeling worthy, striving for improvement, not perfection, um, and just acceptance, just general acceptance. So, you know, I don't get so hung up on what other people are saying about my body as I used to, which is really feels like ultimate freedom.
1: Right. Also, I just want to mention here that it's a lot easier to own your body and not be hung up on it when you are close to what our society would consider a body ideal. So I don't want to downplay. um, you know, that aspect in that I am not fat and never have been and um, I it is a lot easier to, I think, own it or accept it than it might be for um, someone who lives in a body that is not deemed socially acceptable. I think possible for all of us, but just like a gentle reminder for anyone listening that thin privilege exists. And as you work to accept your own body and own your own body, you need to, um, hopefully, um, you're accepting all the diverse bodies around you and letting, allowing and seeing that it's important that we, and encouraging other women to own their own bodies, whatever size, um, color, shape, um, genetics, um, and pursuit of health. I mean, pursuit of health in itself has become this obsession by our society and, um, you know, we don't necessarily need to tell people that they should be pursuing health at all times. So yeah, just wanted to add that in.
0: Well, and it is because ultimately I think what we've kind of danced around here more or less is that owning your own body and and feeling at peace with your, with your body, uh, can help you really to respond to comments, in a in a really productive constructive way.
1: Yeah, that's why we kind of need the balance of of saying, "Hey, like own it," but also on a high level as women as mothers listening to this podcast, we need to be working on a community level to Reduce the mentality that commenting on other people's bodies is acceptable.
0: Right, Steph from Stupid Easy Paleo had a comment too. She, she is on she's heavily engaged in social media. She had someone leave a comment about her body, and she more or less I'm paraphrasing here more or less said, you know how. Many times a day, do you comment on someone's body? Like, just take note. Just put it on a Post-it note. And whether, you know, celebrity, your neighbor, your sister, yourself, your daughter, your son. Yeah, I mean, we just talk about bodies a lot as a society. And how often is talking about bodies ways to really avoid working on other things?
2: Or even thinking about bodies. Like, we waste so much brain space, too. Right. The one thing though, you know, so say
1: you have a woman whose body type is maybe she's smaller chested and she, um, has a larger stomach. Um, so versus Annie, who, um, you have, you know, a a fairly small waist, um, in relation to your hips and chest. So we tell women to own it. However, um, great that you can own, you know, your body, Annie, but that woman is being asked if she's pregnant 10 times a day. It's very hard to um, own it when you're constantly being reminded and people are, and, you know, you're having to talk about your body or justify it or respond with these, you know, it's exhausting, really, and it can get a person down. So that's why it's, you know, it's so important to us that we educate about this topic and, and, you know, really stop all of this body talk it's an obsession it is. of our culture. It is. I want to imagine that we have a blog post on our blog um, that we wrote at Christmas time. Um, and it's called the habit that's as toxic to children as smoking. And what we compared um, diet talk to and body shaming talk to was um, smoking in a car with children, which is basically illegal in most Um, provinces in Canada and many states in the United States and accepted I would say like most people are aware that you should maybe shouldn't smoke around children or you know in the house with them or in a car with them but for a child that is surrounded, you know, especially during the holidays, you know, they're surrounded by diet talk and body shaming talk. It's like being trapped in a smoky car. Like they have no control over what the adults are going to do around them. And we're, they're constantly exposed to this feed of information in what to value and what is important, you know, or, or sorry, how adults should behave. And For me, I sometimes struggle um, standing up for myself. I do. This is just going to be a constant battle for me my whole life, I think. Um, But I'm getting better. Anyways, but one thing that I do not struggle with is sticking up for my children. And so so I guess when I reframe how to have these conversations and if I should care about being uncomfortable or not, the second I, I say, I don't want this going on around my kids, I suddenly feel very bold.
0: Right. Our, our standards for them are much higher sometimes for, than for, they are for ourselves. Absolutely. yes, They
1: are, which is, you know, we should work on, <laughs> but it's kind of where I can pull my courage from in so many situations. And even if my children aren't present in the situation, just being aware that this is the culture that we're creating for them that they're growing up in can help you know, bring, give me that courage to respond in a more direct manner that I may not otherwise um, around myself. And that's a really good blog post. If anyone wants to go find it, we can probably link to it. We also give some examples um, in in there that I think are really good. And, um, you know, we say Practice. Practice these things before you're in the situation. Practice setting boundaries. Um, A few phrases that um, I practice, which I've included in the blog post, is, hey, I understand that you're struggling with your eating behaviors right now. Could we save this conversation for when little ears aren't around? So for me, I don't want diet talk um, or body shaming talk happening around my kids. And I think just a gentle reminder to adults that there are children listening um, you know, Oh, okay. Oh, Oh yes. Yes. You know, most people would understand that we shouldn't have that talk around their kids. And then I'm able to, you know, have that conversation later with them. And, um, you know, whether it's the long conversation I want to have or not.
0: Well, and, and you really, that statement there, um, I think it sounds very empathetic. Like, you know, I know, I hear that you want to talk. Yeah. You want to talk about this?
1: Yeah. I think showing empathy is, Yeah. Showing empathy is a great, you know, way of, you know, I understand, you know, I I get that you're struggling. I've been there, but um, can we talk about this later?
0: I think that's really an important um, aspect of that remark because then people kind of, they don't put, they don't bring out the boxing gloves. You know, they're not like, oh yeah, okay, fine, whatever. It's like, oh yeah, shoot, you're right. Yeah. And saying, can
1: we change the subject? Full stop is a great response it is a full sentence. And, um, and if you feel, you know, we talked earlier about being uncomfortable to use some of these phrases, practice them, practice them. And the more you practice them, um, I think the less awkward you will feel when you have to say them, you know, and your whole body language and everything will change. And that's what can turn a really comfortable situation into something that you can breeze through.
0: Right. And just in general, uh, you know, talking about bodies is, um, can be a a hard habit to break. And I, I don't, I don't, it didn't for me. I don't, I doubt it worked like this for you too, but, um, it wasn't something that I just quit overnight and then just never did again. It was kind of a slow progression that I, you know, kind of would have to kind of check myself. Oh, you know, well, like, maybe shouldn't have made that comment. And, you know, it's just sometimes old habits die hard. And um, so having some compassion and some grace and know that this is a practice that you're trying to improve on, not to expect perfection if it's uh, something you're looking to let go of.
1: Yeah, totally. And the research, you know, what we're talking about, in fact, um, to say is negative body image contagious, Um, which is such a funny question. But there are um, psych researchers that have shown it basically is that, um, hearing people speak negatively about their bodies leads to, you know, other people speaking negatively about their bodies. And, um, we also know that about half of women engage in disordered eating and risky dieting practices, um, and include one third of women, um, report purging at some time in their lives. Um, and 75% of women are reporting their weight interferes with their happiness period. And it's, So, you know, you look at these numbers and you're like, this is a really big deal. And this is why the things we talk about are important. None of us should have to live like this. And our kids shouldn't have to grow up in a
0: society like this. Good points. All right. Well, I think we covered some good options for um, how to respond. And again, finding your own voice is really a key in how to respond. And as Jennifer so wisely noted, like, is this a conversation that I want to have with that person right now um, or not, or maybe for another time? which can help dictate your response and also just kind of looking inward at your maybe uh, owning your own body and making peace with your own body. So hopefully you can help kind of build some resiliency against those comments as well. All right. Well, good chat, ladies. Thank you. If you like what you heard today, I invite you to check out our free 30-minute workshop where Jennifer, Lauren, and I discuss how to reach your goals without dieting extremes and how to have fun while you get there, which you can find at balance365.co. That's B-A-L-A-N-C-E 365.co. As well as join nearly 30,000 women across the globe in our free Facebook community at Healthy Habits Happy Moms. And if you really like what you heard today, be sure to give it a review on iTunes so we can keep bringing you amazing content. Thanks, everyone.